Amen. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Father, we thank you. You are already doing marvelous things in our lives. Through what has gone on already, and we know that many more things are happening in our lives. Definitely, we will not live here the same. Our lives will never be the same again. Every one of word of yours is quick and powerful and sharper than two aged sword. As we hear your word, your word will be destroying every yoke, every lie from the pit of hell, setting your people free from every lie of the enemy and enabling us to enjoy all that Jesus died to give us. We give you the praise and we thank you for answered prayers. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I believe you have been following from the beginning, even the songs. God has been speaking marvelous things to us. It is the word of God that we hear and we believe that breaks the yokes of the enemy in our lives. There is no man that can help you. I don't have what it takes to help you. It's only Jesus. God has offered us every help in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God is God. The word of God is Jesus. So just keep hearing the word of God. Don't look at man, but hear through your inner ears the word that the Father is giving you today. Our topic or theme is God hears your prayers. God hears your prayers. But our topic today is God hears your prayers, believe like Jesus. God hears your prayers, believe like Jesus. We are taking a text from 1 John chapter 5, 14 to 15. From verse 14 says, this is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to have before him. Not the unbelievers, we the believers. So that's talking about you. If you've already made Jesus the Lord over your life. That if we ask anything, anything, according to his will, that is inconsistent with his plan and purpose, he hears us. And if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that he hears and listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have, we have granted to us the request which we have asked from him. Amen? This is the confidence we have. Our confidence is the Father's. First, we are children of God, and that God is who he said he is, and he hears the prayers of his children. I wonder which one of us that are parents here that don't listen when our children make a call or make a demand on us. The book of Psalm 62, 8 says, that David was talking there, he said, he said that trust only in God every moment. Don't put your confidence in man. Don't put your confidence in your education. 
Don't put your confidence in who you know. Don't put your confidence in the fact that you are in America or whatever is your background. He said, trust only in God every moment. Tell him all your troubles and pour out your heart's longings to him. He said, believe me when I tell you, he will help you. And he says they pause in his prayer. That's the one that if some versions will say, seller, which means think about these things. Ponder upon this. Say, trust only in God every moment. Don't have uh, some contingency plans, some hidden agendas, or should in case. Trust only in God every moment. You know, the Bible said in Psalm 94 verse 9, it says, he that created ears, will he not hear? He gave us ears to hear. So it means he intends that when we to call upon him or tell him something, that he hears us. And 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 12 says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And that qualifies us because we are the righteous. If you've made Jesus the Lord over your life, so that's talking about you. And he said in Psalm 91, verse 1, he said, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable. You need to find the dictionary meaning of that word stable. And then fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. And he said, who's Power. No foe can withstand because the power that is working in you is overall and above all. First John 4 4 says, You are of God and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than whatever the enemy throws at you. So you remain stable. That's you are born again. So you have entered into the camp of the righteous. You are now fellow citizens with members of the household of God. So you are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. So you will remain stable and fixed. But it's how to remain that stable and fixed where we are fixed that we are learning. He said, because, he, verse 14, he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he knows and understands my name. And that's what we are learning every day. To really be fully persuaded in the name of the Lord. We are singing this morning, the name of the Lord is that strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. But when the chiefs are down, do you really reckon with the fact that you are safe in his hands? You see? He has, you know, he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, of my love, my kindness. What is he talking about? Of Jesus. Jesus is the mercies of God given to us, of the, the love of God offered to us. That's talking about Jesus. My kindness. He trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. And he told us that even in the New Testament, in a, you know, Hebrew chapter 13, verse 5, he said, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you nor forsake you. He said, assuredly not. So 
It is as you keep hearing that you're really persuaded in that so that you are stable, you're fixed. No matter the challenge that comes around you, you know that this one has come to pass. It's a matter of time. And because you're fully persuaded, as they move you, you stand gara gara. You know, how well you understand these things, how rooted you are will determine how well you will stand when you're being shaken. Because shaking comes to everyone. The devil will always challenge everyone. And he said in verse 15, he shall come upon me and I will answer him. And of course we do quote, God is not a man that he should lie. This is the infallible word of God. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And we sing it in song, I'm not alone, I'm not alone in all my journey. Even when the enemy is throwing dust at you, Jesus is with me, I am not alone. Who is it when he's with you? But it is understanding these things and living in the consciousness of the fact that I'm never alone. I'm never alone. And he said he will, not, he will satisfy you with long life and show you his salvation. Which means the more you keep hearing the word of God, the more you understand this salvation, total salvation. Salvation is just, not just being saved, but everything that it entails. Protection, provision, healing, deliverance. What Name it. That's salvation that the God package sealed and delivered in Christ Jesus. So it's important for us to know that God already answered all our prayers. If you are a believer, shall praise the Lord. That's talking about you. God already over answered you when he gave you Jesus. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 19 to 20. 2 Corinthians 1, 19 says, Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he is the one whom Timothy, Silas, and I have preached to you. And he has never been both yes and a no. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding word, yes. 20. For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes and our amen ascends to God, we bring him glory. We're singing this morning, be glorified. But God is waiting for us. He wants him more than wants to be glorified. But he's looking for those who will agree with him so that his glory will manifest physically for us to enjoy. Christ in you, the hope of glory, and he's already in you. See, he said, all, the, all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes and our amen, I said, that's if that amen means agree or believe. Take God by his word. Value his word above all else. That's what he's saying. God is just waiting for the person that will just say that amen by faith. And then that glory will show forth. He said in you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians 1, 21, 22, he said, uh, he said um, now he has as he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. 
If you have Jesus, you've already been anointed. You are anointed. The reason you are anointed is because the anointed one is in you. It is Christ in you that is the anointing. Nothing else. Nothing else is the anointing but Jesus Christ who lives in you. And because he's in you, you are anointed. Praise the Lord. And he said, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. I like the way it's put in the NLT. It said, and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. When we talk about promises, it's already fulfilled because the, the word of God is the promises of God and Jesus Christ came and, you know, fulfilled all of them. So, it's the guarantee. So, you have the guarantee that you already have the answer. You have the guarantee because Jesus is the guarantee. You have him in you no matter what the challenge that the enemy throws at you. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Remember he said, the, you, the, the promised Holy Spirit is in you. That's the guarantee. And the Holy Spirit is the one to help you through the word of God, John 6, 63, that is spirit, to understand what God has already made available and how to assess these things to your benefit, to your practical benefit, day-to-day -day life benefit. Because if, if it's just there in the world and it's not benefiting you physically, I mean, you would just be wondering, I mean, what is that to me? Then he said in verse 13, he said, These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So it is the Holy Spirit that helps you to understand these things and he's in you. That's why the Bible said in, in uh, Romans 8, 9b, if you don't have the spirit of Christ in you, you don't belong to him. And that is why it is so very key, child of God. If you are not sure you are genuinely born again, you better be born again. You better you put away shame and make sure you genuinely Receive Jesus. Believe that Jesus is the son of God and that the death that he died was for your sins and believe him as your Lord and your savior. So because it is the spirit of Christ in you that will help you to understand the things that God has already made available to you in Christ Jesus. Verse 14 says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. The natural man, by your own head knowledge, you can't get it. You can't figure it out. It has to be the Holy Spirit revealing it to you. And that's why that Ephesians 1, you know, 17, down the, the, the prayer of Paul, that God will give us the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and understanding. I don't ever fail any day to pray that prayer over my life, over my family. Because that's the key. It is the Holy Spirit that will help you to know the answers are already there for whatever it is. But the Holy Spirit helps you to get these things. And you know, verse 16 now says, he say, when the 14 says that the natural man does not understand, 
you know, the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You have to be taught by the Spirit of Christ. And then verse 14 says, but we have the mind of Christ. Why is he saying you have the mind of Christ? If you have Jesus, who is your life? Colossians 3 verse 4. You have his mind. If you have his mind and he knows all things, then you know all things. First John 2 20 says, you know all things. <laughs> what will God be saying you know all things if you don't know all things? You have to go to the word of God to get to know what the Bible means by that. You know all things. It is not by your head knowledge. It is the Christ in you that knows all, and he's in you. As you keep searching the scriptures, 2 Corinthians 3, 18 says, you, you, you are growing from one level of glory, of understanding, and becoming in the, his own image. His own image means his character, his conduct, his power, his ability, whatever he stands for. So it is by the, by the word of God, through the help of the Holy Spirit, that we get to understand these things. So once the word of God covers everything, like our team said, it's already a yes. So you don't have to, if you're begging God, Father, please do this for me. God will be looking at you and say, Jesus, didn't you tell them that I already did it for them? Are you sure they know? So you can understand when the Bible says in Hosea 4, says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They don't know who they are. They don't know what I've already offered to them by giving them Jesus. The reason it has to be by the word of God is because, like the Bible said in that Ecclesiastes chapter, I think it's a Lamentation 3 verse you know, 37, it says, who is it that speaks? And it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded and authorized it. That's why it's so key that whatever you're asking, you make sure it is covered in the word of God. You make sure that the word of God covers it. Because if God has not commanded and authorized it, you are on your own. You can hit your head you, with how many times you want. You can fast as long as you want to fast. Nothing happens. First John chapter 5, 11 to 15. The Bible said then, let's look at it. And the testimony is this. God has given us eternal life. We already possess it. And this life is in his son, resulting in our spiritual completeness. Understand what that word means, spiritual completeness. That means you lack nothing. And eternal companionship with him. Eternal companionship. Nothing separates you from him. Whether you're in the restroom, wherever you find yourself, he's there. And the sorry, verse... Verse 12, he, has, who, he who has the Son, by accepting him as Lord and Savior, has the life that is eternal. He who does not have the Son of God by personal faith, it is not by feelings. It is not by, I go to church every, every day. It is by faith. Does not have a, the, the life. He who does not have the Son of God by personal faith does not have the life. Verse 13. 
These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, which represents all that Jesus Christ is and does. Underline that. Which represents all that Jesus Christ is and does. Which means he lays hands on the sick. He's not looking to see, is he going to recover? Father, please make sure it happens. Father, make sure it happens. You speak, your words are words of power. For where the words of a king is, there is power and authority. And nobody can question what he's doing. So that you will know with settled and absolute knowledge that you already have eternal life. Verse 14. This is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, that is consistent with his plan and purpose, he hears us. See, again, the word of God has to cover what you're asking. He hears us. That if we ask anything according to his will, that is inconsistent with his plan and purpose, he hears us. For instance, we know that God abhors sickness. He hates it. God hates poverty. The Bible said for this sake that Jesus Christ became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. The Bible said by the stripes of Jesus we were healed because Jesus for this was the son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of darkness, the works of Satan. And we know that sickness, whatever is not giving you joy, is not from him. For Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full till it overflows. So anything in that neighborhood, you child of God should stand your ground and run it off your life. Run it off your family. But when you speak, you don't have to be moved by what you're seeing or how you're feeling. The John shall live by his faith. You're not going to say that and every day you look. He's still going to, Father, in Jesus' name I bind. No. If you have spoken where the words of a king is, it's a settled matter. Because his word will not return unto him void. But you have to do it by faith. You have to believe. You have to believe. That is what I'm talking about. You agree. His word is already yes, but we have to put our amen to it. Amen? So, verse 15 again, it says, and if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that he hears and listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with a settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted to us the request which we have asked from him. I just asked my precious sister, Meg, and then Imelda, and then Pastor Kimi said, please help me to do this with regards to this conference. I didn't have to go and be passing sleepless nights to be wondering, are they going to do it? This is human being. And the Bible said, if we being evil know how to give good things to our own children, how much more? If you make your demand, know that God is God. God is not a man that he should lie. The Bible said in, uh, I think it's uh, Romans chapter, I think is it 5 verse 4, say, let every man, let God be true, but every man be a liar. 
God will never lie. He will never change his word. His word never returns to him void. You have the life-giving spirit of Christ in you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45. You have the life-giving spirit. Even Romans said it in Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Say the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is at work in you, quickening your mortal bodies and supplying life to every dead areas. It's not only just for sickness. Whatever it is, it will give you wisdom. The Holy Spirit of Christ in you will give you wisdom. Christ is your wisdom. Christ is your wisdom. And that wisdom produces you know, peace, produces length of days, produces success in every area of your life. And the word of God is the word of his wisdom. The Bible said in uh, Hebrew chapter 12, 28, 29, it says, since we, have we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. The, the fa God will devour. God will not tolerate anything that tampers with his children. We have a kingdom that nothing can shake. The devil doesn't have any power to shake the kingdom of God. To hinder us from taking anything that God has provided for us. The only thing is when he intimidates us by lie and we agree with him rather than agreeing with God then that, you know, the answer does not show. Then we must know. That's why he said, touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. The father in you is jealous over you. You are the apple of his eyes. You are the darling of his heart. In fact, he has your picture in his breast pocket. That's what he said. He said, can, he said, he said, can a woman forget her nursing child? He said, but I will not forget you. I've grieved you at the palms of my arms. Your words are continually standing before me. Nobody can touch you. Nobody can touch you. Nobody can harm you without your consent, without your agreeing. So that's why key, faith is so important. We are called to reign in life. He said, those that have received abundance of uh, grace and the gift of righteousness, what is abundance of grace? Undeserved, unmerited favor. And this gift of righteousness that God sees you as pure, holy, righteous. They will reign in life. They will reign over sickness. They will reign in this God kind of life. When you're reigning in God kind of life, then you reign over sickness. You reign over poverty. You reign over whatever. The Bible said he has already, <laughs> every cost of the Lord, Jesus took care of it. Every cost. And cost, costless shall not alight. Jesus took our cause upon him so that we enjoy his blessings. So if you are born again, this is talking about you. Ephesians chapter 1, 3 to 7. Let's look at that. Ephesians 1, it says, All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. Not going to. He already blessed you. He already blessed you because the blesser is in you. Who has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms? Because you are united with Christ. What is the reason? Because you are united with Christ. You don't have that blessings apart from Jesus Christ. It is Jesus in you that is the blessing 
Because you are united with Christ. That's the reason for that. He said, you know, even, you know, that's why the Bible said in that John 15, 5, apart from Christ, you can do nothing. Verse 4, even before he made the world, say, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. <laughs> Hallelujah. To be holy and without fault in his eyes. He said, me? With all these things that I did, no. That is in the eyes of God, not in your eyes. Verse 5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That is what he wanted to do. And he gave him great pleasure. He gave God great pleasure to adopt you into his own. If you know anybody that is adopted, answer the same last name with the person that adopted and treated exactly like one of the children. No difference whatsoever. That's what God did for us in Christ Jesus. So, so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. That's why we are singing that song today. In Christ alone, my hope is good. Is our everything. He has purchased our freedom. In Christ Jesus, we are free, 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 free. I thank God there was a time that I was always suffering the shame and then I was always feeling unwanted. I was always feeling unloved. You know, even as I was married, I was married. I was living with my husband. I remember at the time at Queen's College. And one day I told him, I would just want to go and see one pastor at Foursquare at the time. And I went and I shared with the pastor my experiences, what was happening to me, and as a result, I was not getting any victory. And that pastor just read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. He read it in New King James Version. He said, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. And this man said, even if nobody accepts you, know that God the Father accepts you because you are in Christ Jesus. And that solved my problem. I began to experience the kind of joy I've never known before. But the thing is that you have to take it by faith. You have to believe it. You have to agree with what the word of God said so that the amen from you by agreeing will bring glory to God. That brought a radical transformation in my life that has never stopped till today. It gave me the, an unusual boldness to know that even if nobody accepts me, even if nobody loves me, the creator of heaven and earth loves me. He appreciates me. He has adopted me into his family. He loves me so intensely. That thing, I don't know, you know, one word of God believed by you will do radical things in your life. And that was what that, this scripture did. I don't ever forget the scripture. How it liberated me. Praise the Lord. So you can imagine when we sing this song, he reaches to the highest mountains. He flows to the lowest. That blood that gave me strength from day to day. He would never feel this power. Impossible. For whatever situation. We must do away with legalism. We must stop believing the fact that I have to perform for God to do it. It's very subtle. You have to really closely watch that and make sure that your 
total faith and confidence is in what Jesus Christ did for you. And that only comes as you keep on hearing this gospel, the good news about what Jesus Christ did for you. Romans chapter 1, 16, 17. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Verse 17. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall not live by performance. I used to live by performance, and I was so frustrated, and I was saying, God, please, let Jesus come so quickly. <laughs> I just want to go home. I'm tired of this. I remember when I would sleep, and if the scarf on my hair goes up, I would say, oh, Father, forgive me. The scarf went up. I wonder if the angel came around. And <laughs> I would be saying, I want... I wonder if the angel came around and brought my blessing. And because my hair was open, <laughs> so it was terrible. Because of what I was taught, you have to wear, cover your hair 24-7. You don't have to wear earring. You don't have to wear necklace. Any of those things is sin. I had to throw away my wedding ring and my engagement ring. Because of what I was taught from the Bible. I, that was so much bondage. But you see... The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, unto provision, unto protection, unto, oh my goodness, yummy, yummy, yummy life. That's what they, you see, it is only in gospel that you have complete salvation, not outside of it. So it is because of the revelation of the work of Christ that God does not count your sin because all your sins, past, present, and future, have already been paid fully, overpaid by Jesus Christ. We are singing it this morning. The wrath of God is satisfied. The wrath of God. So the, don't let the devil lie to you and say, probably because the reason why this is happening is because of, I wonder is because of this thing that I did or because of that. Don't let the devil lie to you. So know that your total salvation comes from you continuing to hear every day about Jesus Christ, about the fact that you're righteous, and your righteousness is not based on works, it's because of what Jesus Christ did for you. That is the only way you have this freedom, to believe whatever God says is yours and take it by faith. Like I was sharing the example, I say, I wonder if God, especially at the time when I was trusting God for the fruit of womb, I say, ah, maybe he brought my baby and because my hair was open, so I, maybe I lost it. You know, these things were happening in my mind. A lot of things were happening. So, so the lie of the devil is, you know, the Bible said that it's only the wiles of the, the deceit of the enemy that is stopping people of God from receiving and because they are ignorant of what Jesus Christ did, they keep believing that lie. So it is so very important that you keep on believing that God loves you, believing that Jesus Christ paid fully for all your sins, past, present, and future, believing that there is no cause in your life because Jesus already took your cause, believing that in the eyes of God you are pure, you're holy, you're righteous, that God has accepted you in the beloved. 
you must have to continue to believe in this. And I rehearse this every day. Every, I don't think there's any day that passes that I don't thank God that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that he approves of me and that he loves me and that, you know, he's there for me. I keep on thanking God because the more you confess these things, the more you believe them, the more you're persuaded in them. Otherwise, you may, you, God, the devil can make you think that this person is holier than you, this person is more righteous than you, and then when any need comes, you want to go and approach that person to pray for you. God does not have grandchildren. God has children. No grandchildren. God doesn't have any favorite. The only thing is that some of us, as you keep you know, hearing these things, you're more persuaded than the others to receive these things, so to enjoy the manifest you know, you know, presence of these things in your life. You know what well describes us as children of God is 1 Peter chapter 2, 9, and 10. I don't have that with them, but let me just say, it says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That's describing you, child of God, his own special people. He said, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light? He said, who once we are not a people, but are now the people of God? Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained me? That used to be us, but it is no longer us. We have now obtained mercy, and Jesus is the mercy of God that is given to us. So as you keep on believing the gospel, as you keep on hearing this, hope comes, faith comes, and the power of God is activated in your life to begin to bring to pass you know, the things that God has already promised you in the word of God, you can find yourself believing the word of God very easily because you know that he loves you. And Jesus said in John chapter 8, that they shall know the truth and the truth shall set them free. And Jesus is the truth. Praise the Lord. We must understand that we are brand new creation. Nobody has ever seen a type like us before because we're exactly like Jesus. If any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. You are a brand new woman, you know, because of the divine exchange that took place. In that Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, that God took, Jesus took your place of sin and gave you his place of righteousness because you believe that he's the son of God, because you believe that the day that he died was for your sins. Let's look at first Colossians chapter 1, 23. <clears throat> he said, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. You see why you are never alone. Because every day, be, you know, live in the consciousness of the fact that you are in the presence of God. Remember what Moses said, if your presence does not go with us. But now, we are not begging him because we've already made Jesus the Lord. So we have his presence 24-7. Who has brought us into his own presence and you are holy and blameless. Always see yourself holy and blameless. If you sin, say, Father... I'm sorry, I received the forgiveness, forgiveness and mercy that Jesus died. Because Jesus is not going to come and die again for whatever you do today or tomorrow. And in any case, remember, Jesus died 2,000 years ago. And I don't think there's anyone here that is 2,000 years old. Which means he paid it in advance. Hallelujah. 
brought us into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. 23. But, let's read it together. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you had the good news. Amen? The onus is on us to make sure we continue to believe this. And that's why I said, constantly hear this good news. Constantly hear it and assure your heart that this is who you are. And this is why 2 Peter 1-2 is so very, very key. The Bible said there, it said, May grace, God's favor, and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflict. Note that. And freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflict. Because God has not given any of us the spirit of fear. The spirit of Christ that you receive is not the spirit of fear. But it's spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind, self-control. Everything is in that spirit that you have received. Say, um, be multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. You see? That's why it's important you keep on hearing because it comes in the full, personal, uh, precise, and correct knowledge. That's why you have to continue to hear Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to keep on hearing. Don't ever allow the world to choke you with, choke your time with stuff that will stop you from hearing this good news, hearing the word of God, studying the word of God, listening to messages so that you will be able to constantly be reminded. We feed every day. We snack. What about the word of God? And the Bible said that uh, we should allow, you know, everything about Jesus Christ to be, to, to be richly dwelling in us. So let the words of Christ be richly dwelling in you. Permeating into every aspect of your life. That's uh, Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible said, you know, you know where my child, attend to my word. Incline your ears to my sins. Let them not depart. Because it is in the full personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus that you enjoy the more this favor, this grace that has already been offered to you is already in you, packaged, sealed, delivered in you in the person of Jesus Christ. He has given us all that pertains to life and godliness. Look at that in 2 Peter chapter 1, 3 and 4. Everything that you will ever need for life, for godliness, is packaged, sealed, delivered in you. Verse 3. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness <laughs> has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him. The rich experience of knowing him. Knowing him is not just a, as you listen today. You have to listen over and over and over again. Who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his, glo of, of his goodness? Verse 4. As a result of this, he has given us magnificent promises. It's talking about the word of God. This 
promises are talking about the word of God. That are beyond all price. Something more than gold. The spirit of God in the heart of man is something more than gold. And then the word of God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the word of God is that spirit. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you will be persuaded in what God already did for you. You can experience partnership with the divine nature. That is what Jesus is. You become a living Jesus. I'm not talking about Jesus is living already in you, but I'm talking about in practical terms. By which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. You will not be like the world. Whatever you need is already in you. Whatever, do, do you think that when Jesus walked here on earth, he needed anything? Whatever he needed, he made it happen. Praise the Lord. God's love for you is guaranteed. Is guaranteed. Look at uh, Isaiah 54, 10. He said, for though the mountains should depart and the hills be shaken or removed, yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you. Depart from you. Nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed. My covenant of peace and mark that word, completeness. You are complete in Christ. Complete, complete. We are complete. Lacking nothing in him. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. Nor my covenant of peace and completeness be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. The compassion has already been shown in Christ Jesus. So but we have to believe this. So his love for us will never be shaken, will never be stopped. <clears throat> and the reason is because we are his children. The Bible said in Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 17, Romans 8, you know, verse 15. Let me start from verse 15. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. If you notice any fear in your life, you have to fight it. And the way to fight it is through the word. You get to know what the word said about you and be persuaded in that. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now you can call him Abba Father. You see why I call him Daddy? Abba. You know, let's, let's get familiar with calling him Daddy. And that endearing word. You are not God. No. Get yourself endeared to him. He's your daddy. He loves you. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. We are heirs of God's glory, of God's manifestation, God's whatever it is that God stands for. You are there to experience it because you are God's child. And he said, but if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. And when we talk about suffering, people think it's a sickness or poverty. No, 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 no. The, the, the suffering is that. You know, you have to stand by faith. And sometimes it's your flesh is a challenge or people can abuse you and say, ah, look at this one. But you, you know in whom you have believed. You stand your ground. Come rain, come sunshine. Because things will challenge your faith. But you choose to place the, the highest value upon the word of God than 
whatever your experiences are. And it's a matter of time, you will experience your victory. The reason is because the Bible said in 1 John chapter 5, 4, and 5, he said then, for everyone born of God. Are you born of God? That is the question. Say, for everyone born of God is what? Victorious and overcomes the world. When he's talking about victorious and overcomes the world, he's talking about whatever it is that are your negative experiences. You are victorious over it and you will overcome it. In fact, you have already overcome it. The only thing is that you get to know to stand to make your declarations. You see, and this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. You must have to continue to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He is your Lord. He is your life. He has paid it all for you. I remember that, I think about three years ago, two years ago, I went to see my eye doctor. And then I, I, he wasn't there. One, I met one lady, and the, after examining me, she said, you have a cataract. I said, I just looked at her. I didn't even say a word. I said, no, devil, your daughter has cataract. <laughs> devil, did you hear what they said? That's your daughter. Your daughter has cataract. I said that under my breath. I didn't want to, you know, embarrass the lady. And then um, with the COVID and all that, I didn't even go to... Uh, we were not going again. So just, uh, just uh, recently, I think it just this last month, they called me and said, Dorothy, you are long overdue. You should come for your, you know, eye examination. You know, I, I, I found a time, and then finally I went there. And then my doctor was there, and after examining my eyes, he said, ah, one takeaway from this trip is that your eyes are so healthy. Praise the Lord. The devil is just looking for somebody who will agree with him. Because two cannot work together except they are in agreement. Whatever he ministers to you, refuse it right away. The Bible said, be super, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, roams about seeking whom he may devour. He can come in form of a thought or maybe whatever experience. Right there and there, stand against it. Take authority. Speak out your faith. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Speak out your faith. Make your declarations. Declare how things has to be. The Bible said, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death. You are a carrier of life and a carrier of death. But God, by the revelation of Jesus Christ in you, has enabled you through the revelation of the word of God to know to speak only life. And when anything dead is coming, you open your mouth and say, hey, I stop you in the name of Jesus. I draw a bloodline. You can't cross here. This body has been bought by the precious blood of Jesus. You can't cross this line. It's a no-go area. And you stand your ground. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Come rain, come sunshine. That's your bold declaration of faith. That's what is going to happen. If you allow yourself to be intimidated, the Bible said, you know, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. That is, we do things 
we, we don't do things based on the things that we are seeing, but based on the things, based on the word of God. The word of God is the basis for our faith. So you must refuse to speak the devil's language, no matter who is saying it. The doctor, maybe from whatever is the, 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 the certificate of the doctor, whatever, whoever that is, always learn to open your mouth and cancel anything that God has not provided for you. All he told us in Psalm 23, verse 6, is surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Not some days, all. So anything that is not offering me goodness and mercy, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to fight. <laughs> that I'm learning so much from my husband. That sometimes he'll come and say, hey, I stand against you. Come on. He's all by himself in the living room. Be gone in Jesus' name. So when he comes, I stand my ground too. And I will command. And it will happen. And it keeps happening in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. Listen very carefully. Very carefully. That means you listen and listen again and listen again and again to make sure you understand it. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. We must understand how deeply we are loved by God. Don't let anybody talk you out of the love that the Father has for you. Verse 28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design, their purpose. 29. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us for the beginning to share the, the likeness of his son. God wants you to share the likeness of his son. That is, as it is with Jesus, so it is with you. First John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we. Not as he was, as he is. Seated at the right hand of God, the place of rest. You should take that position of rest, knowing that everything has already been done for you. Nothing should rattle your child of God. You have the bigger one in you. The Bible said that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you ask or think according to the power that works in you. There's a power, the greater one lives in you, but it's to the extent to which you agree. Remember what we read. The yes is already Jesus' side, has already been done, but we need to put our amen, which is our agreement. He said, for he knew all about us before we were born, so, you know, when we say this, God already knew and he made that decision that anybody that will ever believe in his son Jesus, he will make them to be like his son. That's what it means. He said, having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness he co-glorified with his son. You have already been co-glorified. All you need to do is to keep on hearing this good news about Jesus and be fully persuaded and keep on agreeing and place the word of God, value on the word above all else. Verse 31. 
So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? 32. For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure. Who is that his greatest treasure? Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. The gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has given, he has to give. He won't withhold good health. He won't withhold the flourishing of our children. The only thing is that when it comes to another person's faith, you can't force people to agree with you, especially if they are matured enough to be able to stand on their own. 33. 35, sorry. Who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Hallelujah. Where am I reading now? Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Hallelujah. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Hallelujah. You must believe this, live it, shout it, agree with this. Live on the Father, the Father loves you. For sure, deeper and deeper revelation of the understanding of this love that has been lavished upon your life. And it is only the Holy Spirit that can help you to understand this better and better through the word of God. And that is why listening to the word of God is so key. And make sure that when you stand praying, if you have anything against anybody, make sure you forgive. Because it is his forgiveness of your sins that have brought you into the family. So we, because when you hold anything against anyone, you're saying, God, I don't like that you forgive me. You must let go and let God. And whatever comes, the Bible says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, once and for all upon him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Make sure you keep on declaring boldly your faith. No matter the word of God you know, if you don't speak it out by faith, it lies dormant. The Bible said, your miracle is as close as your mouth. That's in Romans chapter 10, if you read verse 8. The word of God speak, spoken through your mouth by faith is what produces the result. And the angels of God, they only respond to the word of his voice. 
And we are the ones that lend our voices to the word of God. That's a, a Psalm uh, 103 verse 20. So you must make sure you keep on declaring the word of God. But when you declare it, believe it. Know that God has already answered you. In fact, over answered you in Christ Jesus. You've been declared overcomer. You've been declared more than a conqueror. The greater one lives in you than he that is in the world. There is no challenge that is bigger than your God. And God is faithful because he loves you. He desires to do you good. Child of God, agree with him. It is well with you. Amen? I don't know what you have heard this morning, but I want you to begin to thank God for whatever you heard. And while you're thanking God, if there's anyone here, you've not yet met this wonderful Savior, Jesus, the Lord over your life. I want you to embrace him now. It's a glorious thing that God has did for us in Christ Jesus. Accept this wonderful Savior as your Lord and your Savior. Remember one of the scriptures we read, we said, if you do not have the spirit of Christ in you, you don't belong to him. Going to church will never make you a child of God as much as sleeping in a garage. You can sleep in a garage all you want. You are not a car. You have to be a car to be a car. In the same manner, God's DNA is the spirit of Christ. Romans 8, 9b. For God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. You keep on praying, thanking God for what you, what you have heard this morning. And if there are areas of challenge, you know what to do. I'm addressing those who want to give their lives to Jesus. The Bible said, but as many as have received him in John chapter 1 verse 12, to them he gave the right to become children of God. You have to receive the right to be a child of God. If you're there, either you're here or maybe you're listening online and you want to make this wonderful Savior the Lord over your life, I want you to say after me now, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. Today, the 11th of June, 2022, I put my faith in you as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you because I believe that I'm now a child of God. Amen. Father, as many as have made this decision, thank you, Father, because I believe, according to your word, that you have already released into their hearts the right to be your children. We give you the praise, for you are God who cannot lie. We thank you for answered prayers. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.